With the changes made to the Chicago Bulls roster this offseason, many Bulls fans are more optimistic about, about the Bulls' chances at having a winning season. We're going to talk about why it's important that the Bulls do surprise and shock, or AK and Eversley may find themselves on a path of no return. We're talking about all that, plus dive into the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. Now, I want to talk about things from this perspective. The Chicago Bulls have made changes in the margins to this team and still are yet again betting on one of the young players really taking a step to help the Bulls get to new heights. And I do think that this is a make-or-break season in a way for the Chicago Bulls front office of Arturis Karnasova and Mark Eversley. And the reason why I'm saying that is this. No, they are not at a risk to get fired at all. If you guys have been a lifelong Bulls fan like me, you know that once somebody has that president of basketball operations title, they tend to stick with that at least a decade. And so it's way too soon to be talking about AK and Eversley possibly getting fired. I'm letting you guys know right now that is not happening. But when I say it's make or break for the front office this offseason and why the Bulls need to have a winning record and just look solid throughout the whole season is because I mean make or break for the Bulls fan base. If AK and Eversley do not have not made the necessary moves and then let another uh, trade deadline go by without improving the team if we're struggling yet again I tell you what I I like I said I've been in this Bulls community my whole life and I already know some Bulls fans that at that point it would take the Bulls to maybe get to the Eastern Conference Finals before they're ready to turn around their view on on AK and Evers and some Bulls fans may already be there right when you look at the number of draft picks that we've had, how many we sent out in like the Vuchdale and to get DeMar DeRozan, none of our young players really developing. This, as much as we talk about this being a year where we need to see growth from, from Zach Levine, especially as, you know, a player, an overall player, giving more effort on offense, being, I mean, more effort on defense, being more consistent and, uh, and efficient on the offensive side of the ball. We can talk about Patrick Williams and how we want to see him really show you know, some some more signs of that player that they drafted with the fourth overall pick. We can talk about that. We can talk about Kobe White wanting to see development there. We can talk about Vooch. We can talk about Billy Donovan, the head coach. But at the end of the day, if a fan base does not have faith in the front office that are leading and guiding and building this team, it's gonna it's it's a hard hill to overcome and and get over if you if you fall too behind on the eight ball there. And like I said, for some Bulls fans who've already there. We can have the conversation about, hey, how, what's what's the grade to give AK and Eversley for this offseason? I look really favorably on it. I think they traded into the draft. They got Julian Phillips. They re-signed all the players that they re-signed to this roster on favorable deals. They went out and got Torrey Craig and Javon Carter that are really going to fill some much-needed areas for the Chicago Bulls. And all that's fine and dandy. For me, the front office gets a solid B-minus in the moves that they made this offseason, right? I think when you also factor in the fact that this this team we were we were above uh well we didn't have any practical cap space right we basically went into this offseason with mainly just our mid-level exception to really improve this team and this front office made some moves again not not amazing moves or knock out the park home run moves but they made solid moves that are going to bring much a much needed skill set to this roster 
And while I have predicted that the Bulls on my sheet are going to get about 45 wins this game and maybe even more, I mean, this season, maybe even more than that, if they, you know, if this team really comes together and those improvements in the margins end up paying off even more than what I think. But when it comes down to it, I really do think this is make or break when it comes to the Bulls fan base and their trust in this front office. If the Bulls shot, right? And, I, and you know, Vegas odds have us at 36 and a half wins. If the Bulls are able to come in, play consistently throughout the season, not lose as many tough games, win some of those in-between games, look formidable throughout the season, have 45 or more wins, I think you can start seeing a little bit more trust come from that Bulls fan base that's really ready to write off this team, the roster, the coach, and the front office. But this is a huge make-or-break season for that front office for the faith of this team. And, you know, you have some Bulls fans that are calling, stop going to games, things like that. Those little, it's little side pockets of the Bulls online community now. But that, as we've seen before, that can become a, a, a loud majority of the fan base if the Bulls continue to struggle. So whatever happens with AK and Eversley, we talked about they set themselves up nicely. They have deals that are movable. They brought in players that are going to help the Bulls in the margins. They also have tons of assets to still improve this team. Mid-level exception, disabled player exception, full bi- uh, biannual exception. The Bulls still have these assets to add to this team. And if they do not, man, I don't know. I think that the full Bull fan base may ride a little bit. Let me know what you guys think on that down below. But it is Saturday, so that means that it's mainly built around your voicemails. We're going to get into this first voicemail. This one is from Casual Kelder. Hey, man, it's Kelder again. Just telling you, um, congratulations again. I didn't realize that it had been two years. I'm kind of newer to your party, but... Um, you do a good job. Um, one thing I really like is, you know, it's kind of like the length is nice. So you can listen to one, like some of these other podcasts that, you know, hour, hour and a half, they get a little bit old, they start dragging a little bit, but you focus, get right to the point. I appreciate that. Speaking of getting to the point, I should probably do that. Um, talking about development. Um, it was a couple of guys. Um, Patrick Williams. Um, I'm starting to come around. I'm trying to like this team because they're going to be together for the next few years. Um, coming around on Patrick that his development, is slower than we probably would have liked, but it's better than like the way Lamelo Ball's been able to develop, or Jalen Green, or these guys on absolute terrible teams that have no accountability. Patrick has to do the things that they want to do to win. Um, and I think he's building on stuff. First year, you know, he was getting comfortable. Then he got hurt last year. Uh, he did improve, I think, with especially with his shooting and um, his defense. He's gonna. Keep, Continue to improve your call. Yesterday had a great point about um, having a uh, the rotation so he can rebound better. Hopefully that can be something he works on, and then just ball handling and aggression. But um, he's a good kid, and I'm gonna um, start investing myself into rooting for the guy, even though I didn't ever want him on the team. But I guess he's there, especially like um, I, the other thing I was gonna ask you about, Dale and Terry. You said in your development thing about he has great upside. I want to know where you see it because from my vantage point. Granted, I'm a casual, and I just watch on TV and stuff like that, but he can't shoot. He's not extremely athletic. Um, he does run around with energy, and but I just don't see really a thing that he does that makes him stand out to have high upside. I mean, at this point, I'd say his upside is maybe he's a rotation guy eventually, but I just want to know what you see there because um, I hadn't seen it. All right. Congratulations again. Have a great day. Bye. All right. Kelder, and you know what? I, 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 as much as I throw fun towards Kelder with calling him a casual, it, it's great to hear somebody say, hey, I'm trying to turn around. Now, I will say this. Make sure that P-Will has to earn it, right? Just because you're a fan of this team doesn't necessarily mean that you have to blindly 
accept or anything from this team, the players, or anything like that. That's never what I want to push here. I do say let's be objective. And the fact of the matter is, is that P. Will has not come into a situation that most fourth overall picks do. And he hasn't been giving those de- development reps to really help him get his game to the next level. Some of it still is his mentality. And yes, he is coming along slower, slower than we want. Hell, even somebody like me who still really likes P. Will and his potential here on this team understands he's coming along slower than what a lot, lot of people want and need. And so ultimately, I mean, like I said before, there's a, there is a chance that P. Will just does turn into a role player. He may be a high-level role player. He may just be just a role player. That may be what his future is. We'll, we'll ultimately end up seeing he has so much potential to be more. And I, and I like it to hearing people like Kelder kind of turn their views and, and be willing to be open to allowing people the chance and opportunity to show them a little bit more. You can't be mad at that. If he shows it, great. If he doesn't, hey, it is what it is. Now, as far as Dalen Terry, you said, what is the upside for Dalen Terry? I would say this, Kelder. Go and watch a lot of Dalen Terry's G League games. You will see, and that's not to say that it's going to be one for one, but you'll see what his skill set is. Defense, intensity, getting out in transition. He's a great passer out in transition and having that high energy role player. The shot, we've seen players without solid shots become still factors. I'm not saying that Dalen Terry is going to become the star level uh, wing in the NBA level. I'm not saying that. He hasn't shown enough for me to even get to that but he does have potential at the NBA level especially as a defender and especially as an energy guy and if this team was getting out in transition if we become a more fast-paced team you'll really get to see Dalen Terry's creativeness in the open court and his ability to kind of get around the rim and cut to the teeth of the defense he's a slasher but he's not going to have very many opportunities to do that on this team hell he got to get minutes on this team first before we can say that but that's kind of what I see in Dalen Terry like I said I watch every single G League game as well as every Bulls game. And that's why we're doing the G League review uh, this upcoming season where once a week I'll be breaking down what happened that week uh, over the G with the Windy City Bulls over the week. So you guys will be getting that for me as well. I don't really think there's much G- Windy City Bulls coverage on YouTube or in podcasting in general, and I understand that. It's a G League team for a team that's struggling at the NBA level. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But all right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Bulls Troy. Good morning, hey, it's just your guy, Bulls Troy, down in Australia, the whole lot of Bull Podcast. Mate, just a voicemail to say congratulations on your two years uh, anniversary of the Chicago Bulls Central Pod and also all your other pods that have come along that you the network you've started. Like, you've, you've gone on to great things, doing Locked On Bulls. Uh, you now do like, the Bleacher Report. Thank you for being an inspiration to everyone else who wants to, who got into content creating, like myself, uh, guys at Zero UK. Uh, you've been, you're, you're a reason, mate, why a lot of us have got into this. Like, you are the number one guy in Chicago Bulls, news breaking, podcasting, and, mate, we can't thank you enough. Congratulations. Enjoy the day, mate. Go Bulls, mate. You're a legend. Drip King. Take it easy, mate. Congrats. Looking forward to the next two years. Hey, thank you for the, the kind words. Um, and Like I said before, like I got started into this by nothing but passion. And there's more than enough room for everyone. And so like hearing people like you or, uh, you know, C-Red UK and, you know, those guys that, that really do give me uh, some love and, and stuff like that. Like, I appreciate it. Like, you guys are all extremely talented. And like I told you before, Bullshore, heck, I learned stuff listening to you. I learned stuff listening to C-Red UK. I love how we have our little our little inner Bulls creative content 
family here that's just continuing to grow, and I appreciate you guys so much, man. Um, and, yeah, I'll continue to, to rock with you. I want to have you on the show again. And, you know, it means the world to me to just – when I started Chicago Bull Central, I wanted to build not just a show, not just a podcast, not just a YouTube channel, which we're going to be up in the production quality around here, a little bit more graphics and overlays, but I wanted to create a community. That was the thing of, of people that's like-minded, that love the Chicago Bulls, that can talk about it all day long, and that, that's what I wanted to do with this. And so I'm really glad that it's really turning into that. And, um, yeah, I, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you for the kind words, uh, Bulls Troy. But let's go ahead and get to the next voicemail. This one's from Mike jo- Who Mike Jones is in the building. Let's go ahead and listen to that now. What up, Hayes? Uh, appreciate the show, man. It's Mike Jones. Uh, it's been a little bit since I called in with, uh, with just some thoughts and a question. But I appreciate the content all all uh, all summer long, man. Like I said, I'm looking forward to this next season. I think we're going to do and we'll have a lot of fun. At least we'll have a lot of fun on the channel and the, and the group chat and the live chat. So, uh, but anyways, I was I was listening to Gilbert Arena's podcast. Yeah, Keon Martin on there and a couple of other players, and they were talking about like what defines or what makes a bust. And I guess for me, I need to know from you two things. First and foremost, they brought up like Gilbert Arena's defined a bust as like you were the number one draft pick, and they put like the team on your shoulders like we're depending on you to take us back to where we or get us to where we never have been and he defines a bus as somebody that just never tried like bitch you didn't try hard enough um and so like for for me i think what 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 would you say would be the ceiling or when you would be like okay you know because i mean we, we we did drive we did drive that high Pat, Pat, Patrick Williams High, when would you say would be like, okay, Pat, you might end up being a bust. And- Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. It, or if you ever would say how it end up being a bust. I mean, for me, I think that he may end up just being like one of those decent players. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 I mean, he, he may be a bust. He may not be a bust in some people's eyes, but in my eyes, I think even if he can hit the potential of rebounding at a decent clip and at least providing corner threes, I mean, like I said, then I mean, and he, and he wastes his way to the bench and he has a solid career at doing that. And playing good defense, then that's fine. But I mean, this Kawhi, this Kawhi comparison, I think is really like hurting him in a lot of ways because I think a lot of people are just like, oh well, you know, you read the scout report, they say see Kawhi Leonard scouting report and all of that stuff, and it's just like, I mean, a guy may play like him a little bit, but you know, their games may not be the same and their mentalities may not be the same, you know. And then secondly, they was talking on the podcast about uh, Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler, and bro, I just can't believe like. Looking back now in retrospect, because we have that, we have that, we have that ability. I cannot believe we have both of them at the same time 
Young Guns, too, bro. Like, that's still so crazy to me, man. Like, looking back on that time as a Chicago Bulls fan and just remembering, like, the days of, like, Tyson Chandler and, you know, Eddie Curry and Danielle Marshall. And we're depending on these guys to, like, you know, bring us through to the next level, man. That's that's a crazy time in Bulls basketball. I, 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 I would love to hear some. Gilbert Arenas' comments on a bus. Like, here's what I'll say. There's a lot of different people use bus a lot of different ways, right? People use bus when a player doesn't live up to their own expectations, even if those expectations aren't really realistic. People call a player a bust. Uh, if you know, yeah, like you said, I do think clearly if you're drafted as the number one overall pick, that means that that team saw you as a player that could change the direction of their franchise. And if you don't live up to that, even if you do turn into a role player, you're a bust. But it, as the number one overall pick, it's just the number, probably the top three picks in the NBA draft, right? Those are picks that I look at is that if you don't turn into at least, at, at bare minimum, right, a number two on a contending team, meaning that one of the better teams, to me, you you you, you may have, the, have earned that label of bust. Now, as far as, like, people like P-Will and stuff like that, like, I feel like it's way too early to try to label those players as bust, right? Because you have to look at the specific scenario. Yes, P-Will's going into his fourth year, but it's been a, he lost the second year, or most of it, right? But on top of that, he has not gotten the necessary. I told you guys, like most fourth overall picks get more shots in their first season than what P. Will got in his first two and a half seasons. That's just the real re- realisticness of it. So, you know, I, so I can't label somebody a bust who hasn't really been relied on. Their coach hasn't given them very many opportunities. They haven't taken many either, which is concerning. Absolutely. But I can't label somebody personally for my own personal views. I don't label somebody like that a bust, in my opinion. I just that's just not what I, I look at as a bust. And even if P. Will does, as the fourth overall pick, if you look at the history, most fourth overall picks don't turn into superstars. They just don't. And, and, and a lot, even a bigger portion, don't even turn into stars. So because of that, I will say that, you know, it, it, depending on how he turns out, if P. Will turns into a consistent 3 and D guy that plays a bunch of games for you, that plays elite-level defense, that can hit an open three for you consistently when you need to, that's not a bust to me. Is it living up to the expectations that some have for a fourth overall pick? No, but there's somewhere in between that. We, we live now in a world that everybody wants to either color something one way or another where there's a lot of gray in between that. You can be, you cannot live up to the expectations of a number four overall pick, and you can still not be a bust, right? There's several rings between that, and we'll see where people ends up shaking out on that. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one's from Big O. What's going on, brother? Hey, it's Big O, man. Tell you, happy two year anniversary. Uh, hearing your story, man, your journey, uh, doing your podcast, definitely a lot of uh, inspiration, man. You know what I mean? Appreciate that, man. Keep doing your thing. Uh, definitely wanted to call in. I know you asked about the in game tournament with, with the fans, but we, but we felt about it. Uh, I'll tell you this uh, I don't feel personally no way about it, um, but you know, just hearing people talk about it. I, I, this is what I say. From an athlete perspective, I don't think it's going to matter to the athlete. You know what I mean? Because if if the hoop for the hoopers, the real hoopers, the guys, the people that really love playing basketball, that's in the NBA, it, it, it's just a little extra motivation. You know, we hear about Michael Jordan, we hear about Kobe Bryant, the the utmost, some of the greatest competitors. They just love to win. They don't care if we playing uh, spades, Uno, arm wrestling, tennis. People like that, the real competitors, are going to play the game the same. You know what I mean? 
Uh, I know it's a lot of controversy. People are, what do it do it matter? Don't it matter? I say it don't it, it, it don't matter to them. Because if you're a basketball player, you should want to go in every game wanting to win anyway. Whether it's in game tournament, playoffs, regular season, play in tournament, don't matter. If you you plan for my team, you better be going in every game one. That's what I'll say. From the fan perspective, I do get it. I do understand that they, you know, from you know, you might not really care a lot, but you know, just, you got to give us some time. Us fans got to give us some time. As far as you know, adding value to the league and what 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 he's trying to do, what Adam Silver trying to do, I'll say that it's really going to help the younger teams the most. The teams that know they're trying to win a, cha- a, a real championship, Mario Brown Trophy, not going to move them that much. If, if they if they players healthy enough to play, I expect them to play. If they're not, they're going to sit them, and they're not going to care about it. But the Orlando Magic, the Chicago Bulls are the world. The teams that don't get a chance to win nothing seriously, it's going to be a little extra gas for them. Give them something a little bit more meaning, meaningful to do and to play for. And that's okay, too. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. We don't need the Celtics and, and Golden State. Everybody's trying to win that. Now, if they go out there and do it, like I said, teams healthy, I expect them to try but if they don't, it ain't going to matter. You know what I mean? Because the, 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 the real goal is to win the, the Larry O'Brien. So that's kind of like my feel on it. It don't move me one way or another. I I'm, I want to see how it pan out. And I know it's going to take some time. So that's all I got for you. Hey, keep doing your thing, brother, and I'll be tuning in as usual. Hey, thank you again for uh for the kind words on the anniversary. It's been two years now, and we're going to keep going for 20 more. Um, But with that said, as far as your feelings on the, on the tournament, like the in-season tournament, I've kind of – I go all around on sometimes. Like, I see how in a, in a few years it could turn into something. I really do think that there is a chance. I'm not as, like, down on as, like, Pat, the designer, my co-host over on Locked on Bulls. He just completely looks at this in-season tournament as being something that's never going to amount to anything. I do think that it's adding importance to regular season games. Hell, it's, it's adding importance to the, the midpoint of the season, basically, in that December area where you're going towards that. And I, I hope that it does turn into something. Now, you said that players should go into every game, you know, given 100. Uh, yeah, in a perfect world, in the gladiator world, but that's just not what we live in. These players are getting paid millions of dollars, and guess what? Part of that is they have to keep themselves healthy so that they can get and, and try to perform in the playoffs. You're never going to get players in the regular season giving 100% every single game of the regular season. It just doesn't happen, right? Now, hopefully the, the plan of it is, and what you should hope to build as a team, is that overall your team and the performance, you get great production from your team and you don't always need like your star level player to go out there and drop 30 every single night right but I think you know with these players this being a business for them too just like we all have off days at the office they're gonna have off days as well but you know I get what you're saying I I definitely get what you're meaning and I do I I really do hope that at some point the NBA finds the right balance in this in-season tournament turns into something because I told you what like I said over on Locked on Bulls the first time that somebody wins the in-season tournament, and that team goes on to not even make the playoffs. And, I, I mean, like, of course, there's something like injury happens that's different. But, like, fully healthy or close to fully healthy, that's going to be – that's just – that's that's going to be ugly. And I can't wait to see, like, how the NBA adjusts whenever that does happen because it will happen at some point. Maybe it doesn't happen until much later down the road after the tournament is established. But eventually that's going to happen. And to watch how the NBA pivots after that happens – that's going to be what's spe- what makes it special or not. But all right, let's get into the last voicemail for the day. This one, this is from Q. Uh, hey, hey, it's me, Q. Um, 
<clears throat> I wanted to ask you a question. I watched this one YouTube channel, a uh, basketball YouTube channel, and they were talking about how there's like a rumor that that uh, Joel Embiid is, is might ask for a trade, and the Bulls are actually a team that could possibly get him. So I wanted to ask if there was a scenario where Embiid asked for a trade out of Philly and I'll say on that. And like I said, I, I've never I'm never somebody who's like, you just can't abs- you absolutely can't trade Zach Levine. But I do think that if you can get Embiid, if Embiid, for example, went to the Philadelphia 76ers and he said, I want to play in Chicago. Now, theoretically, if you were to say that, he probably wants to play with Zach Levine, right? But let's just say that, that. let's say P. Will develops, Kobe White develops, whatever else it is, um, and it all comes down, and then we we now have this view on things where it's like, oh. Uh, Embiid wants to come and play with Patrick Williams. He wants to come and play with Kobe White. He wants to come and play with Io DeSumo. He wants to come and play with Julian Phillips, right? If that ends up happening, you got to trade Zach at that point, right? Joel Embiid, yes, there is injury concerns there. Do not get me wrong. And there's concerns in general, right, with every player. But that's an MVP caliber player. That is a generational talent. That is the type of talent that just by adding them to your team, you're making the playoffs every single year. It's just how far can you go at that point and I do think that if that in that type of deal, yes, you have to you have to consider moving Zach Levine. Now, as far as your second question, right? Do the Bulls trust Zach Levine to be a leader? That's the biggest. I mean, he has to show it, right? I do think that they trust him to a certain degree, a certain level. But I do think that they also look at the Zach Levine portion and say, "Hey, we may need better than this." And that's why I've said before, right? I give it two more seasons, and then at that point, I do think that AK and Eversley may look at moving. Zach Levine and, and and doing something different, and it may come before then. All the trade rumors that we hear, right? Sometimes where there, well, a lot of most times where there's smoke, there's some fire, right? And while they may be listening to deals now, 
that may very well change into making actively making calls if this Bulls team stays in this area where we're fighting for a play-in over the next two years. I truly do believe that the Bulls can come off a, quite a bit of money at that point in time. So we'll end up seeing. We'll end up seeing. Let me know what you guys think on that down below. That is it for today. Thank you so much for joining. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a text message and or voicemail, like you heard today, for the mailbag, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.